Welcome everybody to today's Tech for Business podcast. Today we're sitting down with Kyle and Alex and we are talking about myths of the managed services. It's gonna be a fun one. Let's kick it off with you guys introducing yourselves. Hi, thanks Kelsey. I'm Kyle Leonard, I'm the president and CEO at CIT. Uh, my name is Alex Piper, I'm the manager of managed services. Awesome, awesome. And you guys are going to be hearing a little bit more from me today as I put forward our lovely myths. So the first one for you two is once you sign up, all of your problems go away. Yeah, no, it's got to be one of my favorite ones um, <laughs> when thinking about this topic, about myths, about what we do and the magic that we can do behind closed doors. It takes a little bit more than just signing up. It takes you know, it takes us a little bit of time to kind of get through your network, get you onboarded, bring you in, you know, any MSP who's going to be coming in and bringing you to their managed service platform is going to, it's going to take them some time to get to learn your environment. And we're not going to be able to solve your problems right away. We're going to collect your problems. We're going to learn what it is and we're going to grow together. But it's unfortunately and not one of those things that's an instant sign on the dotted line. We all get to move on with our lives um, and everything's going to go, go smoothly. Um, Kyle, anything you want to add in? Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's even more so. I have the understanding that as things are uh, brought to light, that you even have, you know, more activity, and there may be some, you know, like a better word, I'll call it some short-term pain uh, to get through those sides of it, because uh, typically you highlight areas that need to be improved and adjusted to make it even in a more supportable environment. And usually, that form of the pain may be additional investment. Typically, you know, there's under older devices, those types of things, just immediate recommendations and that need to be uh, addressed to improve the supportability of the network. So, you know, I would plan for typically coming in if you're not coming off of a mature managed service provider that you're probably likely going to be requested to make some additional investment uh, to help improve the supportability. Not always immediate, but certainly in the in the near future, those things will certainly help make the network and then a lot of the problems go away it's not just the provider you, there's a combination of the information recommendations that ultimately drives a more supportable network that makes sense i'm going to ask a follow-up tangent question here tangent alert how long would you say it typically takes a managed services onboarding how long would somebody be looking at yeah, probably you're probably looking at, you know, just from doorstep to doorstep, from signing to, you know, us being, you know, an average MSP being out there, probably about 30 days. And then from there, probably another 30 to 60 days for us to really start to learn the environment, get all the tools, collecting all that data, coming with those recommendations that Kyle talked about a little bit about, hey, your pain points, here's what we're seeing in your network that could be potential pain points and starting to build that list um, of uh, top list items of what we were going to want to look at. Yeah, I, I I like to set customer expectations around 180 days for, you know, really starting to see some of the results sides with it. Um, as, as Alec mentioned, you could be, you know, ready to receive calls and get information within 30. Um, you know, your other other areas of discovery, trend analysis, those and other uh, more in-depth deployments, uh, optimizations of the network and systems, you know, some security remediations typically could take, you know, 90 plus. And then to kind of, you know, get it all working together is really about 180 days. So I wouldn't judge any managed service provider in any shorter period of time of that if it's 
working or not in any shorter period. It's just not enough time for the systems and the processes to really start to take hold. Um, and and I don't want to make the the idea that after 180 days it's perfect, um, but you should start to see progress after 180 days. I would not judge it any sooner than that. Makes perfect sense. All right, myth number two. Only people without IT staffs need MSPs. Yeah, um, I'm going to say it, that is not true. Uh, we have, you can have environments that definitely like you cater towards the people who don't have IT staff because that's what we're here for. We're here to give them that, help them with that pain point of not having that staff. Um, but with that being said, a lot of our clients do have IT staff and we're there to help them in any way possible. Um, you know, you could be anything from just being a contact expert in a certain area, which, you know, your MSP is going to know. You're going to have engineers who are certified in a lot of different areas and be able to provide a lot of different knowledge base where, you know, your local IT or not anybody on site won't have that knowledge. And you can just supplement just that little bit, just, you know, is there to help, you know, you know, you progress and grow your business and your IT offering. Yeah, it's there's there's so much value in what the processes and systems from the managed service deliverables bring to even customers with existing IT staff because the what I used to have conversations with with customers about is driving towards efficiencies and a lot of those efficiencies we have efficiencies of scale in our managed service offering. I mean, we do it day in, day out. We know how to monitor. We know how to how to react. We know how to know if something's up or down. We know how to, uh, you know, res respond to performance. We know how to do, you know, uh, asset tracking and those other general areas. We know how to keep systems up to date and patched, and we know what's required for security. So those general across the industry, it doesn't really matter. Um, those we, we're very efficient at it. We do it day in, day out. We're very good at it. Where the customers' IT staff start to then gain the time and effort is to work with where their rubber meets the road, their their data, and how they're interacting with their support users and then to their customers with their data and their systems. Because when it gets specialized into their particular environment, that's where we lose efficiency. So. You know, once customers have a certain size, you know, many times we recommend they have an IT staff that we can't fill that need. And, uh, you know, I think Alex will, Alex is smiling on that because it's, yeah. you, you can't promise that as a managed service provider because you just, again, you just lose the efficiency of scale. So it's pretty easy to understand where the, where it comes in. I always advocate to customers when they look at saying, well, we could build we could have our own monitoring system and we could do our own ticketing system and we could do these things. But again, you're just adding to your problems because now you got another system to manage. You got another, you just added to your plate. You didn't subtract. And, you know, we can attest the systems that monitor the customer's networks, these other things, they are not a set it and forget it type of product. They are ever evolving, ever changing. They have their own set of support. We have dedicated people to handle that. And that's the efficiencies of scale you want to get. So I think customers with staff have 100% uh, benefits on looking at utilizing MSP because it'll gain better efficiencies with their people 
in their ITs and it'll actually deliver better IT technology to their, to their business. Well, on top of that, you just have the hours. We, I mean, we're 24 hours, just for an example, we're 24 hours, seven days a week, where, where you're having, you're paying somebody 40 hours, multiple people for 40 hours worth of work. I mean, you're getting that around the clock, somebody watching your network holidays for here. You know, you're kind of getting that, you want to take PTO and you're the only IT person. That's where we can come <laughs> in and just, you know, let you relax for, you know, for your trip to Florida for, for a week, you know, that's where we can kind of come in and help, help you out. You know, it doesn't have to be somebody who doesn't have any staff. You need help just, in, just that there, but we can supplement that staffing in those peak times. Yeah, absolutely. You mean an IT guy gets to take time off? Occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't sleep. And and, and uh, I think, again, as Alex's team can attest, the amount of alerts that come in overnight and on weekends, it doesn't shut down when most people, you know, take off for Friday at five o'clock. Um, quite to the contrary, we tend to see a lot of systems that 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 have issues over those overnight hours and over weekends and and on holidays. And, and it's those are the times you want to make sure, you know, having someone on class, if you would, to be able to react and get information out sooner, you know, does help. Because, yeah, one or two people just can't do it alone. There's a, it, it does take, you know, good systems and those things. So having a good partner to back you up, as well as getting those escalation points, it's, uh, it's not realistic to think that one, one or two people in an IT staff at many organizations could know everything about every product they're required to have some administration support with. So having an existing partnership to be able to reach in and say, I need help with this firewall or this, this server problem in those areas is, is a nice way to ensure that you can get things resolved much faster. Kyle, I had a smile when you said like, you know, after hours is when the most tickets come in. You know, IT problems never happen during the eight to five. They always happen <laughs> on a Friday at four o'clock when everybody wants to leave for a long weekend, you know, and it's just that extra layer that they give you is you can kick them off, you can get them going, or you have that person where you can go home, take care of what you need to come back. You know, you get that extra layer of knowing that that person's there to help you while you're not there or can't be. So. Absolutely. I think that's uh, also a great point because I think there for a while it used to be kind of us versus them in the industry that they always felt threatened about an MSP coming in where that's really quite shifted in the fact that we're here to help supplement that and form that great relationship with them because we're not trying to come in and overtake them but also offer some great solutions for them at the same time. So I love the fact that we had that discussion point. So lovely. Yeah, that kicks off beautifully. Another myth that I got coming up. Way to tee it up without even knowing, Tara. <laughs> An MSP is there to replace your IT staff is our next myth of the day. Yeah, no, we want to work with you. I promise you that. Like, there are things that you know about your network that we won't. You know your, you know your, the employees. You know the inners and outers, the day-to-day -day business that we don't. We're just here to help with providing you tools providing you knowledge, providing you after hours. We're here to provide you other IT solutions, our tool set. Kyle hit it, you know, hit it earlier about just the sheer volume of tools that we can provide or connections with vendors that we have. You know, you, you know, you think of managed services, you think of just day-to-day -day support. You know, we, you know, an MSP, a good MSP can provide you solutions in so many different areas. If it's platforms and development and 
insecurity and, you know, just growth plans and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's, you're not just there, you know, to replace them. You're here to help them grow and take some of their pain points away. Instead of like Kyle said, he hit it on the head earlier where it's like adding more tools, adding your own monitoring tool, adding your own ticketing tool. Yes. It's nice to have it in-house, but when you can rent those services and utilize somebody else's tool where they have their own admin team, keeping it up and having that, updating and patching and everything like that taken care of, or you take some of the low hanging fruit off their plate. That's where an MSP can really show the value of your company and to your IT staff is just take that low hanging fruit off their plate and let them focus on the big day-to-day stuff and let us cover the day-to-day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I think having your, the people that are on staff being able to, support users at a certain size. I think you reach a size over, you know, 100 plus employees, depending on the technologies you're using and how much you're using, you know, having having somebody to be able to directly work and interact with the users in your line of business applications is where we see a lot of synergy on, on the system side. Um, you know, smaller organizations, again, it all depends on, you know, complexities of your technology and, and how much you have going on. Um, but, you know, there's, there's such a tremendous augmentation that it provides and, and helps. And we've seen it, you know, proven in many organizations when they release the kind of the day-to-day functions that are, again, very general. And then they focus on the business needs of the technology that 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 IT really starts to become a differentiator for that organization. And they they look at it not as an as a just an expense area, but it can be a differentiator but you get, you find the synergies to make it work. Yeah, I Somebody told about, me that analogy there. I'm sorry, Alex. There's, no, you're good. Somebody told me the analogy that nobody changes your oil at home anymore. Very few people do because you can go to an oil change shop and they can change your oil in 15, 20 minutes or less. And you don't, and for about the same cost of you going to a store, buying the oil, setting aside an afternoon and then having to drive someplace and find a place to dispose of the oil and go through those things. The net result is very little differentiator because they're very efficient. That's what they do. Um, they're not there to change your transmission or, you know, replace your engine. They change the oil. That's what they do. Um, and they're very good at, and they're very efficient. They can do it cost effectively. This is, it's kind of the same idea. Um, very efficient at, at certain aspects of network operations, network security, and those other areas. But once and relieve the more specialized stuff up to the on-site IT. Yeah, and the good ones. I mean, I was going to go a different direction, but I think that's a perfect one. You know, oil change. I get like a 20-point inspection. I mean, that's also what we're doing. We're also looking at other stuff while yep. we're there, making sure your lights work, you know, making sure everything yep. else is there working. I mean, the oil change is a great example. You take it someplace because you're getting usually just slightly more than sometimes it's an oil change. You know, you're getting your ears, you're getting your tire, putting your, you know, air, putting your tires and stuff like that. So getting that little extra things that, you know, they're going to, that we're always looking at because we're in and out of networks all day long. Um, (laughs) So, you know, we see a lot of different environments and, you know, you start to build your, you know, what works, what doesn't work, recommendations. You start to see stuff at a quicker glance than somebody who's been staring at the network for the last 20 years. Yep. Yep. How long does it take you to, to find an ISP outage, Alex? <laughs> uh, minutes. 
if that yeah. i have it i have it, it's a tab literally it's just me clicking the tab and clicking refresh a couple of times to see if it shows up honestly yeah. well so the commonality you know i mean yeah. you start to see x number of customers all go offline at the same time in a general region you you have an indication of an isp outage immediately so yep. commonality of that again there's just numerous benefits to get product table but it doesn't take away from um you know the value that on-site it can do as well for many customers yeah it's funny that you say that you know how fast you know now with customers being all over the place you know you can be an msp that's down or you have an msp down in you know hurricane area we have customers who are down there that we our overnight guys will watch they'll refresh the hurricane center and just see if there's anything coming that we need to be aware of to start shutting down gears plan stuff you know we're watching power outages just it's the silly things like that that you don't think about but that's what we're here to do you know let us know your power company we'll go they have the outage maps are so readily available online now that this is little things like this the peace of mind at two in the morning that we're going to know that it's a power outage and not wake you up in the middle of the night or wake you up and say there is no outages you might want to head in um because your network's down yep yep so it's the whole illusion of being mind readers right that you're like yes <laughs> you can definitely fortune tell tell the future um i know that we've talked a lot about right networks and tools and you guys are like we know our tools we're the experts but next myth once somebody signs up for a managed services, suddenly that team's going to know everything about their network and tools. Yeah, we kind of hit on it a little earlier about, you know, Kyle talking about like the timeline and stuff like that, that it takes us a little while to ramp up to that point. I mean, I mean, you could call the same day that that provider shows up, depending on what their rules of engagement are, if they want a little cool down or or anything like that, but you could start calling. I mean, is it going to be smooth? I mean, short of it being a very like, you know, have you tried rebooting um, and it fixes your problem? It probably is going to take us a little bit because we're not, we're still collecting data, passwords, knowing how your network's laid out. Um, so it, you know, it like Kyle kind of talked about it, you know, by from doorstep to doorstep, like that 180 days and stuff like that. I think it's a great, you know, point, you know, I was kind of talking about like that, you know, 30 to 60 days after is when we start, to, you start to begin to see the efficiencies start to increase. All your tools are in there. We're starting to build some baseline data. We're not there yet. Um, we're starting to track the trends and seeing this computer reboots and it's not supposed to, or your server after, after everything happens, like those things we start to track. And those what you're, that's what you're hoping for from that MSP during that time period. You don't want them to... I mean, you want them to jump in immediately and, and know everything about your network, but you want them to learn your network and not and, and give it time and grow with it instead of just jumping in. We're going to know your problems because that's why you're coming to us. You're going to tell us your pain points. We're going to be ready watching that on day one. It's just everything else is what's going to take us time. Yeah, I mean, we're, the tools help to gather a lot of information. We have processes to ensure we're getting the required information, we'll know we need to support it properly. But it's not that much different than if you were to hire somebody and they were to come in, you wouldn't expect them on day one to be an, you know, a hundred percent efficient employee. You know, it it takes time to learn. There's still a learning period. So there is still a vetting period to collect and understand, start to know the systems, the software, the people, you know, the the the, the key, you know where the most value is and, and where those areas are and that just that there's a 
that's just part of the relationship building process to go through. No network is the same. I mean, none of them are. They all have no. a unique DNA to them and they all have unique uh, systems of process. Each business has developed their own, pro- own way of, of doing things. And so we have to, to learn that process as it goes through to as any MSP will. So, you know, yeah, yeah, just plan for the time. I, I go back again to that 180 days is a good thing to put in your mind to say you should expect to see, you know, improvements and trends, you know, and, and start to see the relationship start to move forward after about 180 days. That makes perfect sense. Going kind of back to right, we were talking about distance and supporting people that are maybe across the country as far as MSP staffing goes. The myth that we got now is MSPs are staffed overseas. Yeah, that's a good one um, in the sense that it's somewhat true and somewhat not. It kind of all depends. Um, there's a lot of MSPs will outsource overnight work uh, overseas to help with the time difference and everything like that. Um, so you you see a lot of that. So, I, you know, I can't straight debunk it and say, you know, or anything like that, because there is truth behind it. There is um, some that you just do have it for that after hour support, um, you know, but when it comes to that, you know, there's things you have to think about if they are doing it, you know, what's the language barrier going to be like if you call in the middle of the night, what's the time difference? What's the compliance? Are they compliant? Can they support your environment? Are you somebody who deals with compliance issues? There's a lot of things to kind of put in mind when you do go overseas. So if you're another MSP, think about it, you know, those are things to think about. If you're looking for a provider, you know, watching this, it's, you know, do they or don't they? We don't. We staff 24 hours here in the U.S. We're not just located right where we are, but we're all over the U.S. Um, to help us with the, you know, we have people on both coasts to help us from, you know, we chase the sun <laughs> a little bit. Um, and that's what a lot of people will do. Um, but I can't just straight say no. Um, but I think there's a, it's usually that after hours is where you find that niche of where they are. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely going to going to vary from size and and pricing structure and the other sides of when it introduces overseas. Um, but if, if you're in the market looking, you, they'll 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 typically it's 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 a disclosure. You know, they will disclose that as as Alex was mentioning, really for compliance. If you're doing any government based work or any side of it, you know, they they you can engage overseas support if they're doing any kind of U.S. government work. Um, defense contractors, there's all kinds of of um, different regulatory um, organizations that will prohibit that from them working on it. So definitely something to confirm. I, I would say of our interactions with other MSPs over the country and different uh, um, different conferences and those things, typically not, um, but not 100 percent, you know, across the board. So it's definitely worth asking. It may be engaged or disclosed. It can help cost, you know, so I mean, in, in the effort side of that, you do it as an MSP to, as Alex mentioned, it helps with the timing. Obviously, their daytime is opposite of ours, so it helps for overnight and shift side with it. Um, and typically, there can be a labor cost savings, so it can help them provide the service at a lower price to their customers, too, through that side. So there's, there's valid reasons to look to it, um, but you'd need to make sure that it, it fits and works for you. That makes perfect sense. And I'm kind of going to find our next myth that kind of tangents lovely off that. 
that MSPs are just sitting around waiting for you to call in. So these guys that may or may not be located in the U.S. across seas, they're clearly just sitting there waiting for you to call. Yep. Um, love it. I appreciate this one. Um, <laughs> as much as I'd love to say yes, we're just sitting there waiting for your call, but the good ones aren't. And, you know, and I'm fortunate that we aren't, we're being very proactive in your environment. You know, if your MSP is just sitting there waiting for your phone call, it's great. They're going to answer the phone. They might be able to solve your problem, but what else are they not doing? What are they ignoring? Where, you know, if they're being proactive, they're monitoring that network, they're patching, they're helping you plan for that growth. That's really where, you know, you're hoping that that managed service that your MSP is really driving towards. Yes, you want your help desk there, ready to answer the phone, of course, but, and they will be, they'll always answer the phone. It's just, you want to make sure they're doing other than just sitting there waiting for your problem. They're not just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, watching, you know, reading something online. They're actually doing something in your network or somebody else's network and they're being active in there for you. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of the cost analysis side of it. I mean, obviously an MSP can't supply, you know, all these services and those other things and have a dedicated person waiting for every customer to call. It, that is, is just not the way it's going to cost out. Um, and, you know, so you're, you're gaining the efficiencies with the systems and softwares, Alex. There's a proactive side to event, you know, try to prevent the users from needing to call in the first place. So that occurs side through there. And then you, you know, you typically, we publish our service levels you know, most MSPs do have a service level side of it where they'll quantify and they're going to categorize the calls. So not all calls are equal. And I think that's there's an educational process that needs to be, you know, communicated to staff when engaging a managed service provider and understanding that, you know, your your formatting on your printer not working right is different than a customer with their whole network down. You know, so the reaction times and expected response is, is you know is going to vary depending on that and, and to plan accordingly i think all msps want to service the customer as fast as possible and those service levels are always the the far outer range that you measure against to beat but you, you do have to understand they're not all equal um and, and you may be faced with you know waiting to have 30 minutes or an hour for a call back on certain things and that that's just part of the process that you came from that but it does piggyback to that earlier conversation of certain customers at certain size having on-site IT maintains those expectations. Because if you have, you know, complex systems or you have enough staff on those, having your on-site IT staff be able to support those systems and those other things and allow the MSP to do what they do really well can help as well. So um, everything's, can, you, you have to do that full analysis to see where it really fits best. Yeah, no, I think those are fantastic points about, you know, about just about everything. Just looking at it, you know, it's a it's a whole approach. It's a whole package you have to look at. It's, you know, it's everything comes with something else, like the SLAs, those service levels agreements. You know, like that comes in. Yes, we don't want to hit them, and we want to we want to beat every single one of them. We don't want to hit that top of it and just scoot by. You know, you want them sitting there, but also you have to understand if it is something, you know, it kind of helps for you to vocalize what you're experiencing too. You're your best advocate um, when calling in or sending that email in. If it is critical, you have to, you know, letting that provider know helps them 
give you that level of service in the timely manner that you you're expecting them to do but that level set needs to happen as well I think we could tangent. I could have a whole other half in our discussion of, hey, let's <laughs> let's talk just about service level. Um, but as we are getting up to the end of time here, I want to thank you both. I thought all of this was amazing. I know that we have more myths, so maybe part two coming in the future. We'll do yeah. a trailer and everything. We'll do a Stranger Things themed. It'll be amazing. We'll dress up like yeah. the 80s. I can see it now. But thank you guys so much for sitting down and chatting today. As everybody can tell, we love to tangent. We love to talk about just about anything underneath the sun. So you can always get a hold of our speakers online. We are at cit-net.com backslash podcast. There's a lovely form fill, everybody's favorite out there. Feel free to drop questions, topics. If you want to connect one-on-one, they're always willing and able to do that. Or else you can send us an email at info at cit-net.com. Or else we look forward to chatting with everyone next week.